Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Gamer's Advocate. Some would say execute order 66 if you were, you know, in the Star Wars universe. Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> thank you, thank That's you. That's one of my favorite scenes from that movie. I know. Uh, You're just sitting there like, oh no, the bad stuff's happening. I hate how so many people give so much hate to the prequels, but I love those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they, they have their problems, but there's favorite. a lot of good stuff in there. And I think the best part about the prequels is what came of it. Yeah, like the Clone true. Wars and the the animated TV series and Star Wars Rebels referencing those things. There's a lot of good stuff in there, even if the execution of the movies themselves weren't, you know, the greatest. But Definitely. Well, Clone Wars was one of my favorite uh, TV shows. So I good. I love that. Yeah, it really is some of the best Star Wars stories ever, if we're being honest. Yep. But uh, who's, uh, who is um, Anakin's Padawan in the show? Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. She's like the she, greatest character yeah, ever. She's so cool. Yeah, she's one of my favorite <laughs> characters now. But uh, before we continue any further, I must say, my name is Adam Bankers. This is Jason Flagel to my left. Hello, world. <laughs> and this is The Gamer's Advocate, episode 66. Wow. And um, once again, we are in San Francisco. Jason mm-hmm. and I are on a little whirlwind of a tour. We're out here doing Gamer's Advocate, Grow Like a Pro Stuff, our business podcast. And as a lot of you know, and I think we may or, we're probably going to have a few more listeners as has had, yes, some, <laughs> have had some incredible people reach out and some just, it's, I'm, I'm at a loss of words, man. Yeah, but yesterday sure. I appeared on Kind of Funny Games Daily with the one and only Greg Miller. And it was a, a dream come true, for being honest. It was I don't know. It was it was crazy, man. Oh, I mean, you said it was surreal, and I told you it was surreal for me too. And I wasn't even (laughs) on the show. (laughs) You were close, though. You were close. Yeah, it was um, amazing experience uh, going behind the scenes and seeing what was going on. I mean, and then of course, you know, if I had to say say so it was like cool to see you i think on the (laughs) no it was awesome i think you did an amazing job i appreciate that man i think you were you had um a seamless fit onto the show you seem like a regular on there yeah and i think a lot of the people who watch the show actually um express some of the same feelings too yeah definitely and it's weird because i've told the story i think to you and a lot of people is I've known Greg and, you know, the whole kind of funny team and IGN for years, but I, I haven't really known them because, you know, when you're listening to podcasts and you're following people's work and doing all that kind of stuff, you feel like you're friends with them. You feel like you know them. So it, it, yeah, it did sure. kind of feel like <laughs> that I had known them. It's just, it was weird to be in the studio and meeting everybody and just being welcomed into the family. And it was just, uh, it That's was crazy. Awesome. So, so cool. we're going to get into all the behind the scenes things, how it went, all that kind of awesome stuff. But before we do that, I do want to r- remind everyone that if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to send your comments, your thoughts, your questions, anything, please send them to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Once again, that's podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. And I do want to apologize for last week and this week because we are recording, you know, <laughs> not in our studio. We're actually in a hotel room right now, Jason. <laughs> yes. And we last are. week we were at our friend Aton's house, and I was it was so I was so awesome. It was so awesome for him to offer that to us and stuff. But we appreciate you guys holding down the fort, and um, we'll be uh back in our studio next week mm-hmm. and maybe jason will be there at some point because we like I him he's cool so. dude <laughs> but yeah before we jump into all those things how how's everything been going jason you enjoying your san francisco trip yes i mean the it is absolutely phenomenal i mean the last time i was here i think adam was in 2010 oh yeah so it's been you know quite a 
what, almost 10 years now, um, and it's great to be back. San Francisco is like one of my favorite places in the, all of the uh, United States. It's so really cool. It is so beautiful, and then you got the ocean and like the mountains. We went to Alcatraz this morning. Yeah, and, so uh, cool. I'm telling you, the view from that place is like it's I, I haven't seen, yeah, it's I haven't seen a better view of San Francisco than I did on Alcatraz. And I was talking to Jason about this too. Is it's I, I find Alcatraz so fascinating for the obvious reasons that it's a prison, it's a crazy place, but it's like one of the like you know the most terrible places in the world and there's this crazy prison and all this terrible stuff and then you go out on the porch or whatever of it and you mm-hmm. look out into san francisco and it's gorgeous and the yep. golden gate bridge is there and everything it's just the dichotomy of it is is fascinating yeah very crazy yeah and then the water is so cold all the time i don't know i, I mean we were talking about it when we were walking around on Alcatraz, the um, I, I'm just really curious what the prisoners wore and how warm it was. Yeah, definitely. Because it was so chilly just walking through there, and you know, we I had two jackets on, so yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine what it was like, you know, um, actually being a prisoner there. Yeah, but it was it was amazing, and we went to Land's End yesterday. Oh yeah. After the kind of funny show, and that place is like unbelievable too i mean the Mm -hmm. the rocks and the water and the cliffs and going on hikes and we stayed till sunset and we climbed climbed some crazy rocks that my mom probably wouldn't have been too happy about if she knew that was happening i fell off a rock (laughs) into the water it was glorious i wish it was on film (laughs) my shoes i had to use a hair dryer to uh, blow out my shoes yeah it was uh it was one of those it really was it really was one of those magical moments though especially after i was coming down from kind of funny and everything it was it's a, it was an awesome day and probably one of the best days of my life, if we're being honest. That's so cool. And Jason was there to share it, so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me in. That was incredible. Yeah, of course. But I do want to jump into the kind of funny recap, as I'm calling it, because, you know, people see the show, they hear some of the talks, but I kind of want to give people, you know, a little behind the scenes or just tell them how that experience was, because you know, as much as I'm excited to share it with the community, I'm a little selfish in that I want to record my feelings and, you know, be able to listen back to this because it, you saw me yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was like, I felt like I was floating on clouds. It was really just, (laughs) I mean, it's true. I mean, I know, I know I said it on the show and certain things, but it felt like I was, you know, preparing my entire life for that moment. I mean, as I mentioned too, Greg was the reason I got into games and being able to share that show with him and just hear this incredible feedback from the community and from him and the team. It was, it was, it was crazy. It really was. It just, it felt good. That's so cool. Well, I mean, the only thing I could relate to that Adam was like some of the, um, you know, people that I've worked with in the past where, you know, I've had the opportunity to deliver like value to them. And then like I met them at a conference or something. And then you're, you just have that amazing experience. It's like, Wow, it was great talking to them on the phone or right. video or even, you know, like through Slack and other um, chat tools. But then when you meet them in person, it's like, wow, they're so much better in person. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've had that experience a lot. You know, it's funny because we actually um, went to the Kind of Funny World Tour the day before. Mm-hmm. So if for those unfamiliar, Kind of Funny, they had a big fundraising thing at the beginning of the year. And one of the stretch goals was to do their world tour where they're literally going around the world, meeting the community, having ho- hosting, you know, meet and greets for fans and surprisingly and somehow the san francisco meet and greet was the day before my show that's crazy which was awesome perfect timing how insane was that meet and greet i mean there were i mean so easily over 100 people (laughs) that we basically took over this bar in san francisco called triple voodoo brewery if i'm remembering correctly yep that's right and it was just even when we got there we got there right at three o'clock and it was pretty much packed and Mm -hmm. all the kind of funny guys and girls were there and just 
I mean, they were. It's not like it was. They were sitting behind a table waiting for autographs. Like they were in the crowd. They were mingling. They were there were circles gathered around them and people talking and giving hugs and taking pictures. And that's just what I love about kind of funny is they they really preach a good message of community and kind of funny best friends. But they acted out. Yeah. And it was right. true. And you know, one of the coolest things which I have to say about the uh, kind of funny world tour was mm-hmm. that we got to meet freaking Adrian Wheeler. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think we told the story in the last time, but I just have to say it again is that Adrian lives a, you know, a couple or a few a couple hours away and he is, you know, one of the best supporters of the show and is just a great person and friend and it happened that he was planning on coming up and then he heard that I was going to be there and then we actually met up and as we talked about, you know, meeting your heroes or meeting mm-hmm. people and they're not as good as they are, Adrian's 10 <laughs> times better. <laughs> he was just so awesome, so friendly, so welcoming yep. and was I know he he had a lot a lot of fun there and did some good stuff and the, the it was just so cool to see and you know it was it was funny because you know I, I like would go up to people say hey I'm gonna be on the show tomorrow and everyone was like what oh my god <laughs> so it's like it was just it was kind of funny oh, yeah it, it was, I love that I mean people were asking for your autograph too and oh my getting god, pictures so with you Adam so I mean <laughs> I really appreciate it you are like, a cel- you're a celebrity now <laughs> I'm like why am I doing this but I, I really appreciate all the all the support and everything but yeah I got to meet a lot like meet so many people and we just had a really good time and um you know so that was that and then we went to Cobb's comedy club where nick scarpino one of the kind of funny guys was mm-hmm. performing and that was your t- first time at a comedy club yeah it was it was very interesting but so awesome yeah i really enjoyed it and it was because it was uh there goes the neighborhood i think it was called and there were maybe nine comics competing for a spot at reno there's like a big mm-hmm. comedy club out there that they were competing for and nick was one of them and i thought he did a great job and so did the other ones there were a lot of really yeah. good acts and really good stuff it was it was nice yeah there, apart from like i think one or two of them i really liked and laughed at all of them <laughs> there were like a few that i was just like uh it's, i don't think that this is my kind of humor <laughs> yeah yeah okay. i mean some of the thi- yeah exactly some of them are you know the jokes are just like uh, i don't know if i enjoy it but i mean other people thought that they were hilarious yeah so. definitely but that's the whole point of going to a comedy club because you get a little bit of everything right for sure <laughs> so yeah it was really cool seeing it and you know there were so many kind of funny best friends in the audience and when nick came on the place went crazy <laughs> it was yeah. just it was, yeah, it was it cool was crazy <laughs> it was very cool so that was exciting but the real fun happened on monday february 18th yep so Jason and I woke up and then we went over to where their office was and wanted to get there a little bit early. So we walked around. We went into this little bakery that was like freezing. Yeah, it was, it was. insane. They had the door open. I mean, San Francisco's cold, mm-hmm. but it felt like it was colder in that little bakery. Yeah, it, was it was so weird. Well, I think it was just the, the sun was coming up and warming outside a little right, bit where right. they didn't have, you know, stuff was, going. Yeah. But it was a nice little bakery. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. I had the... Um, what did I get again? The oh bear, bear claw. claw. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was so one of the best bear claws I think I've ever place had. Place called Ambrosia. Really good place. Yeah. Big fan. So so Shout yeah, so out we were to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we you know, we were walking around and just you know, just talking and going stuff. And I just remember Jason asking me, like, Are you nervous? And I, I was you know, I was like, I feel like I should be. Yeah. But I I wasn't. I was just so excited <laughs> and so ready. It just like I said, it felt everything just kind of felt right and fell into place and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so you did awesome. So yeah, so we basically we ended up walking and then we headed over to the kind of funny office and Kevin Coelho came over. He was carrying some groceries and certain things and we met him and he welcomed us in, opened the gate, we went upstairs and Greg was in the back and he welcomed us, asked and offered us, you know, refreshments and sit down and he sent me over the um, show notes which if you check my Twitter account at Adam Bankhurst, you can see I, they were nice enough to sign my show notes. It was just kind of a little memento that, you know, is yep. definitely going to be framed and stuff. Yep. It was just kind of a cool thing. Something that you can have forever. Yeah, so it, so that was that was really exciting. But you know, they welcomed us in, offered 
offered us things, told us to hang out, and we got there what at nine thirty, mm-hmm. and the show goes live at you know ten. So it's just interesting because like you think maybe there's going to be prep or there's going to be things, but yeah. they they just they have this operation so so well done and certain things that we sat down maybe at. 10 o'clock yeah <laughs> like it, was say, you, it, was, it was like right down to the second yeah but but started <laughs> but i tell you what the operation that those guys have there is like is insane kevin's got like 500 screens and yeah. they have multiple cameras and all these you know different transitions and they're the way they can change their set and this the giant screen in the back it, it's it's so cool so and, awesome. you know i know they've given they've given like virtual tours where they've kind of walked through and shown it but seeing in person is so awesome and all the paintings like <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> naked portrait of kevin in the oh, bathroom man. and you know the playstation you know of greg on the boat with all the playstation characters and the original one with the original kind of funny guys it was uh it was cool to see everything in person see all the memorabilia all the desks and just be a part of that world it was it i was think awesome. you need a, a painting like that adam i know <laughs> already i'm, I'm open for guys <laughs> any of you guys listening if you want to uh do a painting of adam uh just paint it, just I, paint I, it. I really want to see that oh, actually God. i'm very scared <laughs> oh that would be insane but yeah we uh so basically you know i had my laptop on there i had the notes and yeah, Greg and I just sat down and he was like, you ready? And I'm like, I'm ready. Let's do this thing. And, you know, Kevin just said, you know, your audio's going down and the show's going up and you heard the music. And when you're what you're looking out on, there's a screen of basically the show and then a timer. So you kind of know how much time you have left and how things are going. And the show just started and it was just it felt so natural. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've been able to do this you know gamers advocate for so long and other podcasts and ign and jason my show grow like a pro where I've, I've had a lot of experience so it's not like i was just thrown into the fire per se but it just it just felt natural because like i said it's, it's since i've been listening to greg since 2010 9 not whatever it was yeah i like feel you know the rapport with him because yep. I, I know his yep. mannerisms i know how he acts i know what the show is so that's why you know when people say that I, it felt like I was a natural fit. It's because it's true because I'm, I am a true kind of funny fan and Greg and all these guys. So it really did feel natural. And man, it went by so fast. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, I know. it was really crazy. You did so well, though. I mean, and I think, Adam, to your point there, you were just being who you are. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, all, it, that's all it ever is. Yeah, for sure. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's all authentic. I mean, I know I told the story about my dad and everything, and it's true. It's like that's that's who I am I don't, I'm not trying to hide or trying to be fake or trying to do anything like this is this is who I really am and I, I just know how hard it is to get into this industry and I know how hard it is that people work and people want to achieve their dreams and things and I really don't want to take anything for granted and I want to just put everything I can into this industry and making a difference and making a difference for people's lives I mean when when people respond to me like I want to make sure to respond to everybody I want to make sure to, to engage with people and let them know that you're not alone that the journey's tough but it's possible like you can do these things and you know I know I still have a long way to go with certain things but I'm glad that there's certain people that are starting to see that there's people out there that that can make these things happen and so can you I mean mm-hmm. that's what I tell everybody I mean a lot of people you know have reached out and have said incredible messages and are talking about that they want to do this how do I get started how do I get into this and my thing is just do it. I mean, that's yeah. that's really the true thing about everything is that just start writing. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. I mean, I've I had some people reach out to me, and when I responded to them, they were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you responded." <laughs> you, you're, that, that's what I always say. Like, you're not gonna, you know, make a masterpiece, or you're not gonna build anything, or you're not gonna do something if you're just sitting there. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't happen. I think you said that like on one of our other shows, and it's it's a, it's a different kind of comparison, but. You know, when a train's coming or something and you if you, oh, yeah, you, you have to right. try to do it, you have to try to, you know, escape or go left or right and make it move and do something. You can't just mm-hmm. stand still because yep. 
nothing will happen. And then sooner or later, boom, you're gone. That's right. <laughs> it's, exactly right. It's just so important. Well, I mean, it's uh, you look at where Greg is and the rest of the crew with the show. You know, there's people at higher levels than them. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, look at us with it's all our, our Girl Like Pro Show and even Gamers Advocate. You know, it's at a, a, a different level. It's all relative. Yeah. And then there's other people just start. So it's like we're on this journey where we continually have to, you know, just learn yeah. and continue moving forward. Uh, I think you say it regularly, Adam. It's like you just are consistent and yeah. just be true to who you are. And don't people be, yeah. are. And don't be afraid to reach out. Be up. And yeah. The, best thing is be a good person that's right <laughs> the industry is a lot smaller than you realize and if you mm -hmm. think you're just a cool hotshot person or you yeah. treat someone bad it's going to get around that's right but I, and I also wanted to just tell people too like i've had some people talk to me about you know how'd you get started do you have a history in this and i you know i got a marketing degree at ohio state it's not like i was have a journalism degree mm -hmm. or anything and you know i was looking back at some of my old articles and they're pretty terrible <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was telling the story to somebody how I started and there's this guy named Jamie who uh, an Australian gamer who's you know does his own blog and does all kinds of really great work when I started writing I would just write you know long paragraphs I would put no pictures in between it my paragraphs would be like insanely long when I look hmm. back I'm like what was I doing yeah and you know he reached out to me out of nowhere and it was he was actually I'll always remember it because he was the first person to like comment on one of my articles once I started writing and he gave wow. me all these tips out of nowhere to you know s only do like three three sentences separated by some spaces and then put a picture or a video so you can break up the flow so people aren't just staring at a large block yeah. of text. Don't make long paragraphs, do all these things. And literally it was out of nowhere and it blew me away. Because yeah. it's that feeling like you feel that somebody cares what you're doing and it's important and you're making a difference because that's what happens. Once you start trying and you start doing things, things will happen. That's exactly <laughs> I mean, right. That, like I said, I, I started writing and then, you know, eventually I got the chance to be featured on the front page of IGN for like 20 times during the IGN blog days. And then my friend mm -hmm. Bill and I and Jack started the Gamers Advocate because we got a little more comfortable. We're like, you know, what, let's do something to add to it. Yeah. And then we started doing that. And then we found out about Extra Life and we started doing things with the Children's Hospital. And we got in touch with Chris and Multivarius at GDEX, another thing yeah. I mentioned, yeah. which is a huge convention in Columbus. And it's, it's kind of like that snowball effect. Mm -hmm. When you start making changes and you start doing things and you start making an impact, things will happen as if you just, you know, put yourself out there. I know it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, like I said, this this journey to IGN, I mean, it took me five years, four or five years. Yeah. And I had some, you know, successes along the way, some failures, some rejections. But I just never quit because that's I, I don't know how to do anything else. It's kind of the <laughs> saying is when you love something and you believe in something and you want to do it, like just do it because your passion will shine through and it may take a while. I'm not saying it's easy, but yeah. once again, that's why I want you not to be afraid and not to feel that you're alone and reach out to Jason. And I reach out to me. I'm so happy to help others and help people and get you on the right path or do whatever I can, even though I'm only a small voice or a small thing, but I, I'm so happy to share my knowledge and experience and anything with those people out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I'll add on to that, Adam too. It's like, you know, I, I write now for a lot of online publications and like uh, technology, marketing, branding. So a little bit different than the gaming world, um, but there's definitely similarities. But I think now, you know, I wrote over uh, a thousand to two thousand 
a blog post probably trying to break into some of these publications, nothing. Yeah. And then I got into one, I continued to improve. I continued to, you know, learn how to, like you said, with those skills that someone at a, basically was being a mentor to you. Yeah. They shared awesome insights to help you uh, continue to grow. Um, eventually you break through and you just continue to move forward from there, uh, constantly improve, continue to seek out, you know, advice and feedback. And it, it really makes a difference. It does. Yeah, it definitely does. But yeah, that was, uh, that's just a little thing. I just wanted to go off for a second about all that stuff. Cause I know <laughs> I get that question so much. How do I get in the industry? What do I do to start? I love this thing. I don't know where to begin. And like I said, just remember you're not alone. Everybody starts and they have no idea what they're doing. And there's people out there that will help you if you're just willing to, to be a good person and get yourself out there. So that's right. You listener, I, I'm talking to you, not anybody else. You do it, make it happen. Start your journey. Take that step. And please reach out to me on Twitter at Adam Bankhurst podcast at the Email me at well, not at. E- oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> Email me at adam.bankhurst at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to help and get you on your way to that that success you are hoping to achieve. Um, but anyway, back to kind of funny. Let's talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, we did the show. It was awesome. We ended. And, you know, I just will never forget when the lights went down and Greg just looked over me. It was like, you killed it, man. <laughs> and it was just it felt it felt right. It felt good. And, you know, it was good to meet everybody after and talk to them about the show. And we got to see a little bit of, you know, day to day operations. It kind of funny. And we got to stick around and see their one of their other shows, Internet Explorers, which, you know, Tim and Nick do it. It is so hilarious. Great. I mean, it's so cool. We were just sitting in the back watching the like the chaos go on. And it was just <laughs> I was dying. It was so funny. Was I mean, great. some of these videos are insane. And the craziest thing happened. Like, I don't know if, if you guys haven't seen Internet Explorers. They basically are going through the Internet and finding, you know, ridiculous videos and things that people submit and other stuff. And talking about them and one of the videos was this crazy thing of these bridesmaid and bridesmaids entering um in a wedding and you know the bridesmaid and the groomsmen were dancing and doing all the stuff the woman was dancing and then the guy thought he was going to just be so cool and he did this like crazy double backflip somersault thing and literally kicked the bridesmaid in the face (laughs) and and knocked her out and then like literally she was passed out they tried to help her up and she fell down again it was insane but the craziest thing is I don't know how this happened, but as he was doing the somersault the first time, and when he connected with the girl's head, like the Kevin's monitors and the, a lot of the systems that kind of fun just went down. <laughs> Literally at that moment, it was so weird. It wasn't planned. It wasn't anything. Well, Kevin was like, "What the heck? What is going on?" It yeah, was, it was so weird. Yeah, it was it was crazy, but it was funny to see kind of a show, you know, because when I got there, I was in the show, so I didn't you don't get to see a lot of the operations, but. Just seeing how awesome Kevin is switching everything and calling in people on the shock mic where, you know, Greg Miller came in and talked for a little bit and Barrett Courtney and these other guys. And uh, it was cool. Just like I said, just seeing it happen because, you know, you hear so much about it and see it. And, you know, there's there's eight people and, you know, they have a lot of fun and but they are very professional at what they do and very good at what they do. So it was it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was so I, I've been in production studios before, but theirs was like probably one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean, they had good, you know, sound, you know, silencing, pl- um, what are those things called? I'm blanking uh, on it. Acoustic yeah, tiles. Yeah, acoustic tiles. <laughs> I was like, what am I looking for? Good acoustic tiles and, you know, cameras on fo- focused on each person and then as a whole. And I mean, it was it was such a cool thing and such a cool thing to be there. And once again, everyone was so welcoming, so friendly and said, you know, I'm always welcome back. So I will we'll definitely be back to San Francisco shortly. I may for just sure. stay here. So sorry, Jason. 
I can't. I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a wife and a baby. That's right. I do too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you, you're hot. You, Sorry, you guys. Have I have your, to leave. <laughs> you'll have your baby uh, here when? June? June 16th. June 16th. Yeah. yeah. Little baby boy. So awesome. Oh, so happy God. for you. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait to be a dad. Yeah. It's, it's going to be so good. It's one of the best feelings in the world. I know. Yours, what? Your uh, Alexandra crawled the yep. other day. Yep. My wife sent me a video of that and I missed it, but <laughs> I'm sure I'll be able to watch her crawl and pretty soon she'll be, you know, walking and running. So it'll, she'll be into everything. Oh, and they show this video of her like just belly laughing and laughing and oh, stuff. Yeah. She is just, yeah. oh, I can't, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's such a great thing. To I see. mean, it's, she's my daughter, so I can't, I'm kind of biased, but <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah, great. That's true. No, she is. I can approve <laughs> from a third party person who hates your guts. Wait. Oh, right. Awkward. <laughs> just kidding. Love you, dude. But yeah, that was, uh, that was the experience. You know, like I said, we, we talked with them for a bit. They signed the show notes. You know, we just, you know, debriefed for a second, watched the show, hung out. And then, yeah, Jason and I were on our way. And yeah. they were just they were just so welcoming and so friendly. And it was just such an amazing experience. And seeing the outpouring of support after. I know I said this before. And I hate to be, like, all sappy and everything, even though I secretly love being sappy. But don't <laughs> tell anybody. But they, I mean, I just can't thank all of you all of you out there. I mean, there's a lot of people who have seen my name on IGN. I mean, that's the mm. reason that Greg brings on these co-hosts because there's a lot of people who you don't necessarily know them, you know their faces, but you may have seen their names and things like that. And uh, it was just so cool seeing the outpouring of support and people saying they want to come listen to Gamers Advocate and uh, he should come back and all this stuff. And it just, it me- I just want you all to know that it means the world. And I'm reading all that stuff. I want to respond to everything. I want to just tell you that your voice has not been going unheard or I'm just ignoring it, but it's uh it really has has touched me and changed me and just means everything. So I just want to thank everybody out there for everything you have done for me and, and all these people like, you know, Jason and my mom and my dad and Betsy and my friends and family and Andrew and everybody out there who has been there, Jack and Bill, who have been there and helped me get to this place. And like I said, I'm not I'm not saying I'm at the end. I'm still very much at the beginning, but it's, <laughs> it, it's just it was a nice thing to see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the best thing I'd like to see, Adam, is where, you know, everyone is supporting each other to help them accomplish their dreams. Right. That's that's what real community is yep. is all about. Rising tides raises all ships. Mm-hmm, that's right. So it's uh it's good stuff. So that that was my kind of funny adventure. Am, am I missing anything? So I think cool. that was a pretty comprehensive. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah you gave a, a great overview. <laughs> <laughs> I know, way I, better than I did. Like I, I said, I just wanna I wanna capture this moment and capture these feelings because you know as as awesome things happen, some things start to leave you. So it'll be fun to listen back to this and kind of see how everything yeah how everything for sure. went. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was uh. It was really cool. So be sure to check out my show. And uh, once again, if you want to know anything else about Kind of Funny or my experience, once again, send an email to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com or message, follow me on Twitter at Adam Bankhurst, and I'll be happy to do whatever I can to help you and answer some questions. So, you know, that was uh, that. was that. But I'd like to get into some news if you're okay with that. You know what? I'm not really. All right. Well, thank uh, you for listening to episode 66. <laughs> um, if you are a clone, please go kill your Jedi. And uh, we will see you next time. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> oh, man. God. Order 66. Still gets me, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's I do like that. You know, a lot of people give hate to the prequels, but they do say that that was pretty cool. It yeah. was. Well, we, we um, I don't think we're too far from one of George Lucas's house houses in here in uh, San Francisco. <laughs> so let's, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, let's go jump the fence and see if he'll let us in. Yeah, I don't see why not. We show initiative. Be like, hey, Adam was just on kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's bigger than Star Wars, if we're being honest. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, so I'm down for that. So you know, check us out in jail next time, and we'll be we'll be in good in good hey, shoes. We were in jail today, so oh yeah, that's true. Good I guess old Alcatraz. We're kind of preparing for it. I don't know. <laughs> I stepped and when we were at Alcatraz, I stepped into one of like you know the hole where it's like solitary confinement, yeah. and I was just you know imagining what it would be like, and it's it's insane. Yeah, absolutely. It's psychologically very, very, very difficult to even. Like, just thinking about what they had to go through, I can't imagine actually going through it. Um, it was, you know, just crazy. Yeah, it really was. But very cool experience. But anyway, there's some news out there, and there's some Star Wars stuff, so I figure we might as well just keep that Star Wars train rolling. Um, yeah. Yeah, J.J. Abrams, the director of Episode Nine, and who is also the director of Episode Seven, Force Awakens, tweeted out a photo, which is basically saying, you know, we finished photography, we finished filming, Episode Nine is ready to be, you know, edited and getting ready for its release later this year. I'm so excited for that. And they, uh, you know, he resp- he tweeted it out and said, you know, it feels impossible, but today wrapped photography on episode nine. There is no adequate way to thank this truly magical crew and cast. I am forever indebted to all of you. Wow. And you know, that's I just like JJ. He's a good dude. Lost, so good. Just I mean, well, yeah. Force Awakens, I love. I was gonna say he did an incredible job on Force Awakens. I did not like um the the uh, episode eight, Last Jedi. Yeah, episode uh, Last Jedi was not. I, I don't know. I mean, I have kind of mixed feelings. Well, like, you know, I have I have interesting feelings about it too because I didn't. You know, I, there's a lot of hate out there for Last Jedi, and I can see it. And I do think that there are some parts that don't really hold up and are a little cheesy in certain places that I, you know, I probably would have done differently. But I do appreciate what Ryan Johnson was trying to do and subvert the Force and Luke and you know this whole th- idea of, of light and dark and, mm-hmm. and you know chosen one and families and all this stuff. And I, I get where he was trying to go, but. I just feel it didn't quite mesh with Force Awakens and something else, and I don't know. I that's it's why you kind of see a difference between Star Wars and you see a difference between Marvel. Yes, where you know they have Kevin Feige, who's kind of the the guy up up top and making sure everything flows together and the directors stay the same. And there's certain things, and like I said, there's merits to bringing in other directors and certain certain things. It just felt a little bit disjointed, and like I said, while there's a lot of good parts in it, I, I yeah, it was not, not wasn't my favorite, but I, I enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah, for sure. I would probably say the exact same thing. Yeah. That's kind of my feeling is towards are you. Too. Are you a big Star Wars fan? <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, I Again, I like the prequels more than I do the uh, afterquels. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, episodes four through six, you know, are pretty good. But Force pretty Awakens. Good. Well, yeah. But Dude. I, 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 I don't know. I See, I, I will get a lot of hate for saying that because I actually like I episodes one through three you better. You um, You know, it's like, well, it's like, you know, George developed out those first episodes and then he goes back and it, it gives so much more to the story where it's like, okay, I like that more. That My kind of storytelling, I like the, I like how, I like how the, kind of expound how they got to where they were yeah um and so that that's kind of why i think i like it and the ability to have a lot more of the cool jedi um and, and you know the cinematography the technology animation that they were able to do in the uh, prequels is just better in my opinion i just i feel like it doesn't sequels. hold up that well though like have you gone back and watched them the I mean, it just, episode two is absolutely horrible. Yeah, I mean, some of the, like the yeah it's, episode it does one not is hold not because that's that's that what great. that's what I loved about the original trilogy as well as like you know episode seven and even eight and nine. It's going to be is there's a lot more practical effects. Yeah. I mean, it holds up so much better. It's well, if, you, if you're yeah, if you're looking at it in terms of practical effects, four through six are way better. Um, I'm just mostly talking about the story yeah, kind of I aspects. Gotcha. So. I gotcha. Well, hey, 
Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of the Jedi, and there's a lot more Jedi That's in true. the first uh, first. No, uh, Ahsoka Katano though, which sucks. Yeah, hey, maybe we will see her at some point. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, I just Ahsoka's such a good character. Did you watch Star Wars Rebels at all? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, it's so good. Where was that? Was that on Cartoon Network? Uh, it was Disney. Disney. Yeah. Hmm. No. But yeah, it was just so cool because you know it's Dave Filoni. He's like the main guy who did Clone Wars. He did that whole series, and like oh, I said, okay. there's some episodes on Clone Wars that are some of the best Star Wars. Period. Hmm. Like full stop. Yeah, and the rebels, but it ended shortly. Like it's actually coming back to kind of finish the season, kind of because it ended abruptly. And um, but what's cool is since Dave Filoni and his team kind of moved on to Rebels, there was a lot of callbacks and a lot of you know fulfilling of what happened after Clone Wars and the fallout of certain things and certain characters come back. And it's it's just you know it's a fan's dream. I just loved it. It's, it's yeah. So well, good. see, that was my biggest thing when watching episode two and then going to three is like so much is left out. Oh yeah. And that's what I like. I mean, I think right now there's so much potential to do even more stories because, like, once you create an entire world, there's so much potential to go into even more detail. Um, you know, you get that with a lot of these kind of world stories that have been created. I don't know what the right word is. Um, you know, like. Um, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, um, Chronicles of Narnia, some of those that are very, you know, the creativity. Keeping up with the Kardashians? uh, No. Oh, no. Sorry. No. (laughs) Bad mental images. (laughs) But some of that idea is like, I don't know if you can ever get to the point where you're done telling the story. (laughs) That's also true. Yeah. Because you could just keep going. Definitely. But yeah, there's, there's, the fun of it but also yeah it is it puts on a lot of expectations so mm-hmm. that's right it's interesting but yeah I, I highly recommend those shows if you haven't watched them and it's just cool to see that looks like episode nine's on track and we should be kind of good to go and you know it's cool i was at disney world before this whole trip and got to see kind of some of the construction of uh galaxy's edge the star wars park at uh in oh, Walt man, disney world so lucky and you know i mean all i could see was you know giant rocks that, from yeah. a batu it's called a black spire outpost i think it's called where you know there's it's, it's basically a new planet where you're going to meet everybody and do all this stuff. And what was interesting, though, which I was surprised, you know, there's that hotel experience where it's kind of like a cruise ship, but you're on a spaceship. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Oh, dude. Well, this is like, I think you might have mentioned Yeah, I think I mentioned yeah. this. Yeah. So it's basically you're, it's like a multi-day experience. So like I think three or four days or something where you're living basically on a cruise ship. It's not moving, obviously, but you look out the window and it looks like you're flying through space, like you're on a huge you know, spaceship and create characters. I'm sure there's all kinds of fun stuff to do, but it's insane. But the hotel and that whole thing. They like have you know get, got the ground ready and did all that digging and stuff, but there's no construction yet. So I don't think it's gonna be ready for the fall twenty or fall release of Galaxy's Edge. So probably have a little bit to wait to that. But it's uh, yeah. oh man, I, I'm gonna faint when I get to that place because <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> just means so much to me. It was like growing up, I was a Jedi and all yep. this kind of stuff, and it was man so good. Yeah, same here. But uh, uh, um, Anakin was my favorite Jedi actually. Yeah, <laughs> I've always liked Plo Koon. Do you know that one is? He's like, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, the guy um, with the the mask on, yep. yeah, um, kind of looks like funnel cake head a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Kiadi Mundi, Conehead Man. Yes, yeah. He was like one of my favorites. Um, Did you ever play Jedi Power Battles on PlayStation? PlayStation One, you, like once or twice. I think my so friend good. had it. And I always like always use Plo Koon, and I just loved him for some reason. That game was so um, good. But if who, I played uh, it now, K- it's probably Kit not good. Yeah, Kit, Kit Fisto is like one of my. Kit's favorites. a good one. Yeah, yeah so cool. Yeah. But yeah, Anakin's definitely my favorite Jedi. Anakin's cool. Good old Annie. He had the massive amounts of midichlorians, <laughs> which is did. obviously important. So. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. That he did. Um, but we do we do have something that's a little more you know modern about Star Wars that's making it a little more real, and that's in France actually, because <laughs> they, they actually the 
French Fencing Federation now recognizes lightsaber duels That's as a competitive crazy. sport. <laughs> so crazy. And I'm so excited because that is my new career goal. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to join fencing now. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds amazing. But there's actually a quote from them. And a lot of this is, you know, one of these big reasons is because as with any company, you know, with, with millennials and with, you know, new new people in the workforce and in, in the, you know, coming of age and finding hobbies and finding sports, how do you capture those audiences? How do you do that? Especially yeah. when people don't ever want to leave their phone or don't want to leave their computer. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough thing. So this uh, choice by the French Federation fencing Federation was, I think in response to that and trying to just say, Hey, you know, we, we can do something cool to get people in, learn fencing. And it may be, you know, be a gateway for them to do real fencing or something else. But a quote from them, it said, uh, quote, with young people today, it's a real public health issue. They don't do any sports and only exercise with their thumbs. And this is from Federation Secretary General Serge Abele. Excuse the uh, pronunciation. It's becoming difficult to persuade them to do a sport that has no connection with getting out of the sofa and playing with one's thumbs. This is why we're trying to create a bond between our discipline and modern technologies. So participating in a sport feels natural. So that's crazy. It's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, very. But interesting. you know, there are a lot of of you know classes and groups and and people out there who are doing lightsaber you know mm -hmm. work and stuff like that so it's it's cool to see somebody recognizing that and allowing these people to live out their dreams and it's it's fun and you know they let them use the light up you know actual lightsabers some with sounds all this kind of stuff so i don't know i'm down to see it i'm still waiting for a real lightsaber i, know. I don't know how far away we are from that i like remember reading something that if that the problem with real lightsabers is the laser would like go forever or oh, something. Yeah, exactly. There's like some well, weird, like there's some weird thing of regulating a, it. Um, a way to reflect the laser light back towards the housing. So some kind of like mirror structure. Yeah, right. Uh, well, that's like the there's. Top, you, I don't know. You've probably not heard of this, but there's a game called No More Heroes where he mm -hmm. has kind of like a saber sword where there's has that little kind of compartment where it kind of goes back down. So it's kind of like a lightsaber, but it's different. But then you can only really do like cutting instead of like stabbing. Yeah. So yeah. I don't true. know how that's going to, I mean, you could always have like a sharp point at the front that's of true. it, yeah. but hmm. it's a hybrid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that might be a practical way to do it. Yeah. It's pretty practical. <laughs> I love fantasy and science. Let's make it all happen. But yeah, that's a, uh, that's pretty funny. But uh, that's a, uh, that was just some, some fun news that I saw because, you know, I've seen a lot of these people doing lightsaber stuff and I've, I've always been a big fan of fighting and, or uh, sword fighting and fencing and stuff. So. <laughs> You've been a big fan <laughs> of fighting. <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Meet me in the oh, alley man. in the back if anybody wants to fight tonight. You're just walking around San Francisco punching Let's go. people you wanna in go? the face. You want to go? You want to go? I'm ready. I'll take you. I will take you on, young child. Wait. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a reenactment, I promise. Um, but yeah, that was that was uh, some fun news. And some other fun news is uh, there was a Super Mario Brothers cartridge, you know, NES mm -hmm. game. Yeah, yeah. That's recently sold for over 100 thousand dollars that's crazy i know it's 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 nuts i loved playing that game yeah but it's so uh, great it's interesting because so basically what this the reason this sold for so much is because before nintendo released the nes in america they did a bunch of test cartridges and basically it's you know they're they weren't shrink wrapped they were in a small package it was completely different there was some different stickers that just said nintendo on them mm -hmm. and it was obviously very rare because it was, they only had a few out there in the wild. And this is, they think, one of the only ones that's left unless someone's, Whoa. you know, kind of holding it back. And crazy. I think some some historical society kind of pulled together with some other people to to purchase this this item. And it's, it's just so cool to see this part of Nintendo history when Mario really didn't mean anything. I mean, obviously Donkey Kong was there and, you know, Mario Brothers. But once, I mean, Super Mario Bros. is the game that people, you know, really think of 
for Mario and think of yep. the start of Nintendo and all that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I have another quote from these guys that says, in 1985 through parts of 1986, Nintendo began releasing the NES as part of a test market launch, testing the waters in specific cities before launching countrywide. This begun in New York City, or began in New York City, followed by L.A., then Chicago, San Francisco, right here, etc., before it eventually reached the entire country. This first print run of NES systems and games was super small, and the games weren't shrink-wrapped, but rather sealed with one of two plain black stickers that said Nintendo on them, a matte one in 1985 and a glossy one in 1986. Hmm. So, it's interesting. interesting. I mean, you always see these crazy things. Like, I think there's a... uh, there's like an, oh man, there's, I forget what it was. There's some really rare cartridge that was used at like the Nintendo World Championships where it had a few games on it, like Mario Bros and some other stuff that sold for, you know, 100,000 or something crazy. It's just so crazy when you see something like that. It's, it's nuts, but it's, wow. I'm, I'm happy that these things aren't lost to whatever. Yeah, like sure. it's so great to be able to look back and see it because while the video game industry is still a young one, it's starting to really to get to that point where we really are able to look back and see these kind of tentpole moments in the the world where it's mm-hmm. it's a it's so cool to be able to have these things. Absolutely. I actually I went to the um, this small man probably four or five years ago now, but I went to New York City and went to the um, the Nintendo store there, and they kind of rotated out, but they have this nice little museum of a lot of Nintendo memorabilia. And they had a lot of stuff of old Nintendo Power magazines, which is no longer around, and old Game Boys and limited run things and promotional things. And it's just so cool to see that stuff. I just yeah, loved it. for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a piece of our history. Definitely. Like, it's, well, in my opinion, we're at the very stages of, like, a gaming revolution. Yeah. Because, you know, I think we've talked about it before, Adam, like, AR... VR technologies, artificial intelligence, machine learning are going to be a very important piece of gaming. For sure. And it's going to, I think, uh, give rise to a lot of really amazing things. Um, Not just like seeing it on a screen. We're actually going to be able to feel it. We're going to be able to like experience it in new ways. It's... uh, yeah, crazy yeah. to even think about. It's exciting times. <laughs> I know it's gonna be it's gonna be so funny to see where the industry is in like five or ten years. Yeah. And I don't. I'm very I'm very excited for the adoption of five G because oh, I think yeah. that's really gonna help with streaming. It's really gonna help with you know connectivity issues mm-hmm. and all these things. And it's it's gonna be I think it's gonna really change it because all the companies are gearing up for that streaming services and getting all this stuff ready. And it's but the problem is just the internet. Unfortunately, I mean, man, Jason and I at this hotel we're staying at. I think we did like a speed test and we were getting maybe one megabyte per second. Yes. It's, yeah, it it's really like, bad. can't even use it. It's insane. Nope. We're actually using a hotspot on our phone. And we're right in San now. Francisco for God's yep. sake. Come on. <laughs> Come on, San Francisco. Unbelievable. Oh man. Yeah. But it was, uh, it's funny to see that. And I just, you know, that's always the issue is the adoption of that. And that's what kind of sucks because we kind of, you know, microcosm of certain other ish- areas in the country where all I want to do is play Tetris 99 and I can't because it's internet only. That's crazy. Terrible. Yes, absolutely. Well, you can, you can hotspot from a phone. I know, but that's so much work. It's really not. You just <laughs> tap a button, Adam. I know. <laughs> you tap like three or four times, probably. <laughs> the real reason I'm just playing Final Fantasy IX, and that's been good. And oh, I've also been oh, passing yeah. out when we when we go to bed because yes. we've been going nonstop. But it's a. Yeah. I always have these yeah. ideas of of playing things, and then I'm just. That's it. Do you ever do that? Like when when you're ready for a plane ride, like I'll download all these movies. Get oh, all yeah, these games yeah, yeah. ready. I'm so ready to do all this stuff, and I instantly fall asleep for the entire time. <laughs> yeah, well, I that mean, was a waste. Most of mine are like I, I, I do. I download a playlist of music, or I do audiobooks, or even download books. And yeah. I get on the plane, and I'm like, 
I don't really feel like doing that. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our plane ride here was so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was really, uh, it was really, that's, I think that was actually the longest, um, like, domestic flight I've ever had in the country. Oh, yeah. From Columbus to LA. So, because um, I've flown international over to uh, Germany and Africa, but um, yeah, it was, that was way worse. Where were you in Africa, by the way? Um, so I flew into South Africa. Oh, okay. Johannesburg. I don't even think then, we talked about this. I, th- I think I told you before, um, flew into Johannesburg, South, a- South Africa, and then drove like four hours into Swaziland, oh, nice. kingdom of Swaziland. So yeah, one of the last monarchies actually in all of Africa. I'm assuming so, you did the whole safari and that whole yes, thing? Yes. Uh, we went to Helene Park, which is one of the best safari parks in the world, actually. Um, it's actually the king's... Um, like private safari Ooh, ground fancy. so but yeah he lets it open to the public to uh, go do tours and things so um yeah I, I was over there for medical mission work so uh went around traveling the kingdom of swaziland to uh, give people medical care so was it amazing yes um one of the best experiences of my life like yeah. i can't wait to go back i i'm i mean i think we both are huge proponents of giving back but oh yeah um yeah my desire at some point in the future is just to go back and and help the uh, local people there because you know it's really important to help people no matter where you are you don't have to go to africa you know to do good yeah right uh, there's a lot of help needing in every exactly. everyday cities and <laughs> I mean, well, that's the other thing too is a lot of people neglect what's like right next I to know, them yeah um so you listener if you are listening <laughs> and you want to go give back you don't need to go far away that's true Just look well, that's what's funny you know when i when i started extra life columbus in columbus i you know i approached ohio state and nationwide children's hospital and, you know, there's something cool about like when I would go to pitch people, I'd, you know, be at certain events and recruiting events. I would just be like, hey, why don't you come help the people right down the street? Yep, like you can literally right. go see your money or go see your efforts coming mm-hmm. into fruition. And it's, it's a cool thing. to. to well, do. the other huge thing, Adam, is like when we were over there. Yeah. Um, well, if, for those of you who don't know, uh, Swaziland was actually supposed to be extinct by 2020 due to HIV AIDS. And um, a lot of U.S. organizations were sending millions and millions of dollars over there. And they were building like soccer fields and giving toys away. And what the people actually needed was like medical care and learning how yeah, to really. like manage their cleanliness. So it's like priorities here. I know. Well, you always <laughs> like hear about I, you always hear about like you know they make all this Super Bowl gear. Oh really, yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. losing team they just ship it off somewhere or yep. something. It's like yeah, maybe prioritize some of that. Yeah, stuff. and the other thing too, Adam is, um, and, uh, you know, again getting kind of into the entrepreneurship area, um, it actually disarms a lot of the people in in the local area who want to work and have their own businesses. Yeah. Because there's large shipments of, you know, all this free stuff that are coming, um, you know, over to the country. So imagine like you're an African T-shirt uh, store owner. Right. And all of a sudden you see like, you know, a shipment from the Gates Foundation or one of the really large um, foundations. And it's like, how can I make money when they're giving, you know, their clothes away for free? Right. Right. Um, and how can people have jobs, you know, if they're getting all this free stuff, too? So. Rather than kind of giving it all away for free, you know, how do you teach people to fish rather than handing them all the fish themselves, you know? So I think we've talked about that on our Grow Like a Pro yeah, show, actually. Definitely. So a little sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know that's, it's very good points, my friend. And yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to go. I was in Morocco when I studied, when I was studying abroad in Milan, Italy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, got to go to the Sahara Desert and, you know, experience the culture and stuff. And it was, yeah, amazing. That's so amazing. cool. I really want to go there too. Yeah. But uh, I want to go to Turkey too. Yeah. Turkey would be awesome. That would be really cool. Istanbul. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, that's another another <laughs> one high on my list as well as Tokyo because that, oh man, 
just so many cool video game stuff there. Oh, yeah. Just so excited. But uh, anyway, back to video games for a second. There is one more story that I just want to discuss. It's uh, Shovel Knight. Have you heard of this game at all? What is it? Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight. No, yeah. I have not heard of <laughs> so it. So it's, 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 it? it's an indie game. And did you ever play, um, oh my God, uh, DuckTales? Yes. Yeah. You know how the Uncle Scrooge has the cane where you can bounce and stuff like mm-hmm. that? Yep. So this is kind of built a little similar on that. It's similar to that game plus Zelda 2. And it was a Kickstarter that mm-hmm. was super successful back in, I think, 2014 or earlier than 2014, but it launched in 2014. And uh, they've it's, been, it's seen such incredible support. Uh, because the original game released and then they released another campaign called Plague Knight which featured one of the bosses in the game and then they released Spectre of Torment which featured another one it was kind of a prequel sort of story and then now they they announced that they're releasing the um, um, what's it called the King of Cards actually which is Mm. another another boss you know king guy and stuff like that it's (laughs) it's another prequel story and it's uh, was uh, supposed to come out last year but it got delayed and it was supposed to come out in April but it actually just got delayed again but so now it's coming out in within several months at most interesting so you know it's interesting because you know delays always suck but they're also usually for the best because yes. once you finally get the product it's it's a lot better than it was but it's interesting because you know not only did king of cards get delayed but they're also coming out with a multiplayer expansion called showdown where you can play any of the bosses or characters and play in a smash brothers type game type thing but there's also mm. apparently a little story and some other stuff to it which is cool and they're also releasing amiibo of a lot of these characters that I mentioned for this campaign, and uh, so it's 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 got a little delay, so it's not it's not too long. But I just wanted to uh, put that in there because so I can tell everybody how amazing Specter of Torment is. It's just it's one of my favorite probably games of this generation, and hmm. one of my favorite platforming games probably ever. Really? Like I liked I like Shovel Knight. Like Shovel I need Knight to play this then. <laughs> it's amazing. It's on like everything. It's on pretty much every platform. <laughs> um, but I, you know I liked Shovel Knight. It was good. It wasn't. I mean, people love that game, like that one specifically. And it wasn't my favorite per se. But Specter of Torment was just so good. It was Specter Knight, and the way he moves, like there's all these these lamps and certain things in the environment that you can kind of jump off and kind of activate, so you can have double jumps and maneuver really in really cool ways. The combat just felt so good it was it was just amazing and there was this one I'll, I'll never forget there's like this tower where you have to climb up and you have to go pretty fast because there's stuff coming up below you and you're trying to get killed and it's kind of like a speed run type test and it took me probably an hour to do it but once really? i did i was like yes oh my god oh my god <laughs> it was like one of those moments where it just oh it felt so good it was amazing but yeah it's a it's such a good game and i can't like sing its praises enough wow. That's crazy. So I'm excited for King of Cards because yeah, he's he's got a, a different type of move set where he has this like king shoulder bash where he mm-hmm. charges forward with his shoulder and then he can jump off and then you can do a, a move similar to Shovel Knight's kind of bouncing off downward vertical attack. But uh, I'm just excited. It's just Yacht Club Yacht Club Games is the studio that developed mm-hmm. it and they're just it's amazing what they've done with this game. Do you know where they're based out of? Uh, I don't actually. I, yeah, huh, I forget it off the top of my head. But um, Yacht Club Games. Yeah, yeah, but they're awesome and it's funny because a lot of these these campaigns were stretch goal. Things. So it kind of it, it kind of brings up the question too. They probably haven't been able to do some of the stuff maybe they wanted to, like make a new game or certain things, because they're fulfilling a lot of these stretch yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. So as amazing it is, as amazing as it has been for them to support this, I am excited to see what's next for Yacht Club. Are yeah. they going to you know evolve the formula, do something different? But yeah, it's a if you haven't played that game, you can buy. I think the the Shovel Knight. Um, what is it called? Treasure Trove, and it includes everything, and then you'll get the update for King of Cards, and it's just oh, so good. Wow. Sounds really good. Yeah. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I love it. Yeah, it's it's really really amazing. That's awesome. I'm trying to think of um, 
I just had a thought as you were saying that because like I was thinking of that feeling of what was a game that I played that was super, super hard and then I actually got through and beat it. Uh, I think Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah, Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how oh you say yeah, that. that game is super hard. That was like one of the hardest games I ever played, Seriously. and I spent it's so, so good, many but it times. is so like, hard. Replay. Yeah. Do you uh, play it on the original Xbox? Because I think that's where yes. I played it. Yeah. Yeah. Original Xbox. Uh, yeah. So crazy. So funny story. Oh, <laughs> uh, one of my friends, Jared. Jared. Uh, ah, can't even talk. One of my friends, Jared, who is actually my oldest friend that mm -hmm. I've had for the longest time. So sorry, newbie Jason. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he, you know, we would always play games together and all this stuff. Yeah. And when Ninja Gaiden came out, yeah, like I said, this game is super hard. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I got very far and uh, very, I was getting kind of closer to the end and everything. And we were having a sleepover yeah. and I fell asleep for whatever reason. And Jared thought it would be a good idea to start playing the game. So yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, go play, whatever. So we started a new game and was playing and all that stuff. He'd finished, he saved. So then I woke up and I was like, you know what? I've been, I'm feeling good. I want to do it. And I went there and he saved over my file oh, and it was the saddest moment goodness. of my life wow. and i've never gone back because it's too hard <laughs> and you're no longer friends i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've forsaken jerry forever but oh my god that was like my my typical like wow. save overwrite thing where i was like i was defeated i didn't I even know what to say that. i mean hours and hours i was yep. like oh this I is think the worst i've done that accidentally with uh playing recently like gta 5 I accidentally saved over one of my games, but for me, it's it's so much fun to play it again. Oh yeah, for so sure. So I really, yeah. I really didn't care too much about it, but for a super hard game, yeah, like Ninja Gaiden. I know. Oh it was, my it goodness, was terrible. Wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine. They recently <laughs> released it on, I think, Xbox like backwards compatibility, where you can kind of go play it. And I, I keep meaning to go back and just try it again because it was super fun. I love those kind of games. But yeah, yeah Ninja Gaiden Two, I think, was pretty good too. Yeah, they just, yeah, I don't know. They just, they that story always sticks with me, and I always joke yeah. with Jared whenever I see him. <laughs> Like oh, Ninja Gaiden. Well, I love that. I was so close. I love now the, no that theme of that the those games like uh, Japanese um, Ghost of Tsushima, baby. Uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. I can't wait to play. I know. <laughs> I hope it's this year, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. They didn't give any kind of release date, did they? No, no. Oh, yeah, that nothing. Stinks. But yeah, it's either going to be this year or it might be a launch title for the next PS5. But they kind of positioned it as a PS4 game, so maybe early next year before PS5 Ooh, comes uh, out. Is making it. Uh, Sucker Punch. Sucker People Punch. who did, I don't oh, know if yeah, you ever played yeah. Infamous and yeah, games yeah. like that, which, yeah, yeah. love it. Fantastic. That's cool. Yeah, so Infamous cool. 2 was actually the first game that I got a platinum trophy on for PlayStation besides uh, besides The Walking Dead, which kind of gives you one for completing it. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, it was just, I mean, they know how to make a fun game. They know how to do movement well. They tell, you know, good stories. The games are gorgeous. I just, I'm so excited to see it because it's one of those studios that, you know, they were making a lot of Infamous games. And now it's like, let's see what else they can do. And yeah. it's like that. It's like Guerrilla Games where they were making Killzone forever and then they made Horizon Zero Dawn, which is fantastic. And it's just, it's so cool to see when, you know, a studio finds finds its success and it, you know, builds on an idea and a foundation. And then they move on to their next project that they've learned from making all these other games. And it's usually pretty freaking amazing. That's awesome. So cool. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. So that's most of the news. I mean, nothing else really going on. It's been slow because, you know, it was President's Weekend. Well, I mean, the biggest news, Adam, was you were, you were on the show. I mean, what's more bigger than that? Yeah, I was on Gamers Advocate, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gamers Advocate. I mean, compared to Kind of Funny Games Daily, like, psh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, no, that was that was the big news, and that was, that was super exciting. And um, we have a few more days left on the West Coast. Um, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we have a lot of meetings tomorrow, and then... Yep. I think I'm going to go see IGN, the San Francisco office, and meet some of the team there and talk to them and all that kind of cool stuff. And then 
meeting my wife on Thursday in Las Vegas. Sweet. And that's going to be fun. And one of my other friends, Ben, is going to meet us there as well and his wife. And it should be a nice little trip. And then I can finally get back to Ori, my puppy, because I miss him. <laughs> and, of course, Jack and Bill. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, how long? You'll be gone for what? Almost two weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, yeah, we're leaving the week after to go on a cruise. So yeah. And then I'll be done in Nashville. And then so. I'll have a baby, and then I'll never leave again. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just yeah. getting it all out right now. <laughs> I Well, actually, I'm traveling more after I have a baby uh, yeah. <laughs> than oh, what I did before. So that's probably not a good thing. Probably. You should probably <laughs> leave right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's exciting. But, yeah, so we'll... Uh, I think next week, next week's show, we'll have Bill on the on the episode because I'll be back in the studio. I think Jack's going to be off somewhere, um, so it, it'll be exciting. Maybe Jason will come back. Who knows? Maybe next week or some other week. Oh uh, yeah, we'll surprise you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> surprise for the voice of thunder. <laughs> I still, that's the little, Jason, I love that name. the voice of thunder. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of it. Um, yeah. Nothing really else. Too much to report. Um, yeah. We're gonna go do some work. We're gonna record our other show, Grow Like a Pro, after this. Yeah. Um, yeah probably all, all i've been playing is switch games so i'm looking forward i'm really looking forward to playing anthem once i get home because i'm sad that i haven't been a part of it I, you know i've heard mixed things and some people don't love certain things the load times are long but bioware is one of my favorite developers ever so I, I i will blindly give them a chance no matter what so i'm excited to to jump into that world and hopefully you know fall in love with the lore and the characters and then it's like you know i was talking to greg about this yesterday is is a lot of these games you know they start off a certain way and then in a few months, in a year, they're completely different. So, mm-hmm. I, if if there's a lot of issues now, you know that's that's a problem with these, you know, games of service type games is when they launch, especially you know, a company with EA. There's some talk that maybe they released it a little earlier because they wanted to get out there and get sales rolling and things like that. But when you buy a lot of these games, you kind of do feel like a beta tester, like you yeah. feel like a, a play tester in a sense, which is it's it's kind of sad, but it's also really cool when it, when there is a success story to say you were there from the beginning, to see the evolution of it, to see people really stick with it and do it. So, I'm really hoping the best for Anthem, and and really hope that it's a uh, it, it does some good things because I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, any final thoughts from you, Jason? Any final thoughts on no, games or the world really. or Star Wars? I mean, I, I just am again so proud of you for what you did on kind of funny well, games. Thank you Daily. very much. I man. think it was amazing. Um, if I were them, I would want to ha- invite you back on a regular basis. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, but hopefully I'll be able to come back to San Francisco soon and continue the adventures and do all that stuff. And I'd love to be able to go. I'm, I'm sure I'll see a lot of people at you know packs and certain E3s and other events. And it's it's gonna be it'll be cool. So once again, another step on a cool journey that Absolutely. I hope to continue and keep going. So well, that's pretty much our show. Um, once again, I want to thank everyone for coming along for the ride and a lot, once again, for all you new listeners out there who are coming from kind of funny from finally hearing about us, I just want to say thank you so much for giving this a shot and coming along and hearing my journey and other things. And once again, the gamers advocate is, as I kind of mentioned on kind of funny games daily, it's, it is us. It's, it's very authentic. It's very real. It's just friends talking around a thing talking about their love of video games and we want you to be a part of the show like adrian and john and all these other awesome people who have been really writing in and really making you know a difference in our lives because it's just it's cool when you get you know involvement in people building a community together and that's what we want to build something similar to kind of funny and hopefully we'll have a gamers advocate world tour one day oh yeah pretty nice so (laughs) so yeah if you want to be a part of the show send your topics your comments anything that you want to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com once again, that's podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Adam Bankhurst. 
and Jason. You can follow me at JJ Flagel, like a bagel. <laughs> no, JJ Flagel, <laughs> F-L-E-A-G-L-E. <laughs> yeah, Flagel, like a bagel, so good. <laughs> and obviously you can read all of my articles on IGN.com. You can check out my Kind of Funny Games daily appearance with the one and only game over Greggy, Greg Miller himself. The show that was on February 18th, which is a Monday. It's the Xbox Game Pass one. And it was, uh, once again, dream come true. And I just can't thank everybody enough for the opportunity and helping me do that and supporting me. And it's, I, I, once again, I know I keep saying it, but it's true. That's like all I think about is I just thank everyone out there for, for just being so awesome. So once again, we look forward to being, uh, being coming back next week and it'll be fun to have bill back and be back in the studio and stuff and you know i encourage you to listen to grow like a pro which jason and i are about to record so you can kind of get a little different angle from us and things like that for sure but uh once again i really thank all of you from the bottom of my heart i hope you all have a great day and or night and we will see you next week 